0: Welcome to the Turn Up Your Volume podcast, where you will get inspired by female entrepreneurs sharing their stories with the world. Discover how you can get the publicity you deserve to build the business of your dreams. I'm your host, Alison Fraser. back to the Turn Up Your Volume podcast. I'm your host Alison Fraser and if you're a regular listener then you might have noticed that last week I didn't release a new episode. I went on a short holiday to Perth in Western Australia and just ran out of time to upload something new but I think you'll find this episode was worth waiting for. My trip was related to podcasts. I went over to Oz for the Parkrun Adventurers listener meetup And that's an annual event for listeners of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, which is something I listen to every week and I occasionally contribute to. And it showed me how a podcast can create a community offline and lead to friendships with people that you may not have met otherwise. And through this podcast that you're listening to right now, I hope to help achieve this too. My first big goal is to help 100 women to be featured on podcasts, whether it's this one or other ones. You can get my free pitch recipe over on my website. If you're a podcaster looking for guests, I'm creating a directory to help your perfect guest find you. Links to both of these are in my show notes. So let's hear from today's guest. Teresa Reiniger is the host of the Labour Pains podcast and is a grief coach Her business, Living After Grief, helps people navigate through the challenges that come with grief. Whether you've experienced loss yourself or you know someone else who's grieving, I hope you will get something from this. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Hi, Alison. I'm I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. I know you've got um, a podcast that I think a lot of people would be interested in hearing about. Especially, I think it's a topic that not many people really talk about. So having a podcast in your area of expertise is most valuable. So do you want to tell us about your podcast? Sure, sure. It's called Labor
1: Pains, Dealing with Infertility or Loss of a Child During Pregnancy or Infancy. And you're right. Something that people don't talk about a whole lot. Um, It's a heavy topic. Um, And I started that podcast about two and a half years ago. My three-year anniversary is coming here in June. So it was started in 2020, that famous year. (laughs) And it's been going ever since. And the podcast, what I do is a little back history on that. I started the podcast because I have three daughters. All three were given infertility diagnosis. Um, infertility being cannot conceive as a couple on their own. And so they were given that diagnosis fast forward, I guess, real quick, not fast forward, but quick, um, um about each one of them The this five miscarriages, um, with the infertility. And then to be told that she would never carry their, their biological child because of a genetic, um, issue, DNA. And so they have a daughter through a surrogate. And so super excited. She'll be um, nine, let's see, wait. No, she'll be eight, Um, aging her quicker in July. And then my middle daughter, uh, infertility diagnosis, um, two miscarriages. They have a son who will be five in August. And then my youngest daughter um, is lesbian. And so still infertility diagnosis there, her and her wife could not conceive, obviously on their own, doesn't work that way. And they um, have a daughter who will be five um, in June. So that is what brought me to my podcast is just awareness and connecting people together to let them um, just know that they're not alone and, and somebody to talk to and just spread awareness, connection to support all of those, and of course, because of my daughters, they have friends that were having loss, um, and all the things, so I just felt this um, desire to help people share their story, there's huge healing in sharing your story, and from that, very quickly found that grief is very prevalent in this um, group, this community of infertility and loss, and just decided that I needed wanted to help them even more through the podcast but now as a grief coach specialist um, working specifically with infertility and loss so that business as a grief specialist and coach came from the podcast
0: okay so what so, were you doing before your podcast before all this infertility and grief came into your life Good question,
1: because prior to that, 15 years prior to that, um, really starting my podcast, I worked at a funeral home. So still within that grief, so I guess when, you know, it kind of came to me like I need to work in this grief, it was the thread was was sewn all the way through kind of my life. And so 15 years, I worked at a funeral home. Um, and there I did, of course, I was involved with people that were grieving. Um, I just worked really always behind the scenes, doing all the things that needed to be done so that those funeral services or memorial services would um, happen and things would run very, very smoothly. It's a very difficult time for a family and we wanted, we were, we pride ourselves in and make make sure everything that the family wanted, we could provide. And so
0: that was what I did,
1: in a, kind of in a nutshell. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That that experience was, I guess, able you were able then to support your family.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And prior to that, um, going way back, my mom had a still barn, um, and I remember that as a child. Um, we never talked about it. Cause that's how things were years ago is you never talked about those things, but I remember that. And I know as an adult, I would talk to my mom about that. Like, mom, I don't remember you being there for the funeral or the burial. And, and she wasn't, she was still in the hospital cause that's how they did things years ago. Um, all of the services and stuff were done why that woman was still in the hospital, which is so difficult. It's hard for me to believe that that all happened with that woman not even being there. So grief and, and working in the funeral business kind of really, like I said, the thread has been sewn to where I'm at today. Um, and um, also my husband said, when I said, I'm going to be a grief coach, he's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's pretty heavy. And he's like, well, you've done that kind of coaching and stuff like all your life. And so this is perfect for you. Um, And yeah, I've been a coach in athletics and youth and just have always been in that um, kind of industry, I guess, where I'm always helping um, people just open up and talk, which is one thing like on the podcast, which is huge for people to be able to share Mm -hmm. and open up and really release as grief, release from themselves. And, share their story and I love that you're doing this that allowing people to share their stories
0: thank you um I would love to know what's what do people come to you as guests or do you find them because it is one of those really tough topics and some people Mm -hmm. maybe want to talk but don't know how to even start talking about their own personal experience yeah so I would say
1: it's both a lot of times. I would say more so than not, I seek out them. And with social media, um, I can, I can they've done a post or, um, you know, and they're sharing somewhat of their story on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, and I'll just reach out. And the majority of the time, if they're posting and sharing there, they're very willing to share. Because in this community, we know that, um, it, it's just probably within the last few years, people are really starting to share and there's more awareness around it. So a lot of times I seek them out, I see a post and I'll reach out and ask them if they want to be a guest. Um, I will seek out infertility doctors, you know, um, doulas, just all things around that infertility and loss. And there are times where I have friends and family that um, they send someone to me, you know, um, to to, to reach out to me so that they can share their story. Um, So it's a combination of both. But a lot of times I seek them out. And it has been so rewarding and wonderful because people are like, I've never been on a podcast. I'm really, really nervous. And within minutes, they're relaxed. Um, just sharing their story and many many times I've heard I've never shared my entire story at one time and so it can get very emotional mm-hmm. um, and um, but I know the healing is a piece of that and so um, I feel very fortunate and, and blessed to be able to allow have
0: a vehicle that allows people to experience that yeah In your guest notes, do you tell them to have a box of tissues? I do not. I do not. And this might sound a little,
1: um, I don't know, kind of crazy. Maybe a Thor that's coming to my mind, so I'll just say it, crazy. There are emotions. There are, are tears. There's, you know, in them sharing their story. But in every episode that I've recorded, there's laughter as well. Nice. There's blessing that has been found. And I was just reading, and I'm just gonna give a snippet of this because I can't I haven't finished reading and researching this, but tears and laughter are so close together. For instance, example when someone is laughing, like belly laughing, like really, really hard laughing, tears come. Yep. And when tears are happening depending on what's said, someone can shift immediately from tears back to laughter or to laughter, not necessarily back. But um, those two are so closely, and I don't know the right words because I haven't done enough research on it, but um, people can shift quickly from laughter to tears or tears to laughter. And I'm such a positive more person that we find the blessing in it, um, we find um, just so much joy, joy and grief, joy and sadness, they can coexist together. And so there may be a tissue moment, but then there's going to be a laughter moment mm. in every episode, just so
0: uplifting um,
1: to talk to these women. Just, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So when people listen yeah. to your episodes, they're not left feeling down? Not typically, because the episodes
1: always end with some kind of words of encouragement for the listeners, some kind of insight um, for them. Um, so that it usually always ends on a, a happy note, an uplifting mm-hmm sort of uh, ending because yeah, we don't ever want to leave someone in that emotional state um, of sadness. Um, nobody's comfortable in that state. And so we don't want to leave them there. You know, okay. we, and I, so I've always ended from the very beginning three years ago with more of an uplifting uh, ending to my podcast.
0: And you some s- of them get hard, but <laughs> we we always end it good. <laughs> that's good that's to a great hear. question yeah <laughs> you said earlier that um people are now starting to talk more about you know grief and there is more you see it on social media people sharing their stories why do you think that we're seeing more of it now than what you know in your mother's time for example
1: sure I think social media and I think through the years we have found that asking people to get over the loss um, and bury those things that they are resurfacing. And as a society, as a world, that grief is um, can surface in many, many ways. It can surface really as a lot of anger that's been built up, um, a lot of sadness that's built up. Even with, I just came from a meeting where they talked about mental health and this is. I'm not a doctor. I have no letters behind my name whatsoever. But I think in time they will will find that women that have had loss or had struggled when they're with infertility, there's depression there, and if not talked about, if not um, worked through, that can lead to other mental health um, issues. Um, And so I think where we are now, it is so important that there is talk and there's understanding. And I think a lot of it came with social media, an easy vehicle where women could talk to a complete stranger because their family is saying, this makes us sad. Don't talk about that. You should be over that. They're finding a place where they can talk about it, where they can feel not alone, not so isolated. Um, And that's where I think things have shifted that as a society now, and we're just finding with grief, how important it is um, to navigate through the grief is to talk about it Mm -hmm. and to allow people we, we as a society want to say, you know, once the funeral's over or all of that is over, that that person should be done grieving. And we know that that loss is with that person for the rest of their life. And so just that education that this will be with you, won't be as heavy, it'll change, it'll shift, um, but it's gonna, it's, it's still within you because there was love when there is loss there's love and so that love is still within and so the loss will stay as well and so just talking about all that is just so so important but I think a lot of it
0: shifted with social media for sure what can our listeners do if they know someone who is going through a loss how can they best support them
1: Mm, good question
0: yeah I would say
1: the best way to support them is to be in contact with them because we, we as, as human beings, a lot of times don't wanna take that on because it brings, could bring sadness into us um, and that person needs a support. So just being in contact, just letting them know you're thinking about them Um, A big part of that is, too, they will, we're bombarded with lots of support when something happens, and it doesn't take long, I would say, within a week, two weeks, that all falls off. So to stay in contact with that person, write down in your calendar, mark your calendar, put it in your phone, what those anniversary dates are. When I talk to women, if they receive a text, a call, a note, you know, mail to them that says, I'm thinking of you, and in my case, thinking of you and your baby is huge, huge. So staying in contact, thinking of you. A lot of times I encourage people to not ask the question, "Um, how are you doing? Okay, so just think about that. You just lost a child, how are you doing? Well, how the heck do you think I'm doing? You know, that's what they're thinking in their mind. Like, how do you think I'm doing? I'm doing awful. And as a society, we just always say, I'm okay, I'm fine. When in all reality, they're not. So I like to change that just a tad and just say, how are you doing today? It leads to, I know you're not doing well, yesterday could have been bad, today might be bad, but how are you doing today? It allows a little bit of comfort there that you understand that yesterday could have been really bad. Um, so those kind of things. And I would say for the listeners that are helping someone through, through grief, If you start any sentence with at least, stop right there. Don't say any more. Because what typically follows that is we want to justify or make them feel better. And it's like, at least you're young. Okay, so how does that feel when you've just lost a child? That doesn't feel good. Yeah, of course, maybe they could have another child and maybe not but it discredits what they've just went through. Or um, even with a parent, um, at least she lived, like for instance, with my mom, at least she lived a long life of 90 years. Okay, that does not help me with my grief. Yeah, I still want her here. Yeah, she did live 90 years, but I still want her here. So if you have to start anything with at least Stop right there. Don't say anymore. Bite your tongue. Don't let anything else come out because those are words that whatever follows that is not sitting well with that person. You know, Um, that would be my biggest advice for um, those that are helping someone um, that is grieving for sure. Those are great, great tips. Thank you so much for sharing Mm -hmm. those. You're welcome. I, I can give lots of them, but that's that's the ones that always are like top on my list to give is yeah, stay connected to that person, reach out to that person mm. for sure. And yeah. listen, just listen. Don't be fixing it. We want to fix as a society, especially women. We want to fix. We can't fix any of it. It's not fixable. Yeah. So listen instead of speaking
0: Mm.
1: it's huge yeah
0: this is going back to your podcast and I'd I'd like to find out from those guests I have on if they could have any guest on their show anyone who is currently alive or is no longer with us who would Mm. you have as a guest
1: Mm. wow that's a that's a good question Who would I like to have on my podcast? Hmm. How about um, Michelle Obama?
0: Aim high. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just because I know she went through um, some miscarriages. And yeah, why not aim high? You know, um, yeah, I would say someone like that because, yeah, I mean, it's not somebody that I would readily associate with, you know, Um, and I think to just know if as humans, even someone as successful in that what we call successful, like, you know, living in the White House, sort of First Lady, if the, what, how she navigated all of that, you know, where was her support, you know, through that loss? And I would bet that it's exactly the same as you and I, you know, even though they're, um, they live a different lifestyle, but it's still the same is what I have found with grief. But yeah, I would love to talk to someone like that, even an actor or an actress. And I think they may struggle even more than us because of the access to their support. It's probably, could very well, don't know, could very well be a little more limited, um, what they have, you know, who they can talk to, who they they don't have access to, you know. So
0: yeah, that was a good question. Mm Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> what was the mm-hmm. first podcast that you started listening to? Can you remember and, and what drew oh, you to it? gosh, I think
1: it was a like a business podcast um, for sure. Um, it, it was either business or more of an inspirational type podcast. Um, I am one that I love inspiration. I I love um, when people uh, can inspire me. Um, but I don't know. Um, I know we've got connected because um, Kathy Heller and I know I've listened to her podcast or she's changed names of it. But I have been listening to her podcast for probably five years. I'm going to say four or five years. Anyway, it was prior to COVID. I always based everything on COVID like before COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So it was before COVID. So it's been probably five, six years anyway. Um, but yeah, just business. Um, I think I've always knew that I wanted to be in business, and now am achieving that. Um, so business, business are inspirational for sure. Where do you listen to your podcasts? I listen to my podcast. I listen to really a podcast every morning, um, and sometimes I listen more than to. To one a day um, but I love to have my phone. Um, I've showered, I'm brushing my teeth, I'm putting my makeup on and a podcast is playing. So I'm listening to one in the morning. Um, a lot of times if I'm exercising, for sure, the earbud's in and, and I'm listening to a podcast. and the other time that I listen, a lot of times is when I'm driving. Yeah, I call my vehicle my thinking tank. <laughs> <I> <laughs> love that. <laughs> it's a place where I can think, but it's also like my education time or my listening to podcasts to gain knowledge. Um, why not? You know, um, it's either that I listen to, or I listen to a Christian um, radio station. That's all that's listened to in my car: is podcast or Christian music. So, um, so those are my easy times to listen I have found that I need to find some time where I can sit and take notes because I'm always learning something and I don't always um, retain that information when I'm listening and so to find the time to sit I'll just rewind and then I'm like okay taking some notes but there's always every podcast that I listen to there's great tips and information to gain from them so I love listening to podcasts
0: yeah well thank you so much for talking to us about grief and your podcast Teresa I love finding out what led people down the path that they're on so it sounds like you're in a place where you're meant to be thank you I believe so you know
1: sometimes it's hard to see um why why you're at you know, why you're doing what you're doing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it took me a while, you know, I started doing it and people asked like you did. And I don't know if you know if you knew that or not, if you did a little research on me or not, but what I did prior to, to doing this. And so it was very obvious when people would bring that up, like, yeah, this, this, your whole life has brought you to where you are. And it takes time to for many people to open up enough to see what they've done in their life that have brought them to where they are. But yeah. I definitely see that now, not at first, but I definitely see that now. So, yeah.
0: Can you tell it. the listeners where we can find you, like all the places?
1: Sure, sure. So um, I am on Facebook and Instagram. Um to be probably on um, LinkedIn not there yet well personally I'm on there but not business wise so um, <laughs> so the best place to find me is on Facebook and Instagram and it is at living after grief so that is the name of my business and on that um platform is where I share the podcast is on that podcast. Yeah. Or yeah, that's that's probably the best. Or I probably share more under my personal page on Facebook and Instagram. And that's Teresa. It's T-E-R-E-S-A Werner, W-E-R-N-E-R, main name, and Reiniger R E I N I G E R. German names, Reiniger Werner. Mm (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'll put those in the show notes so people, if they are driving, sure. can just see them there. Yeah. 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 So
1: everything is living after grief. They can email me, Teresa at livingaftergrief.com, website, www.livingaftergrief.com. Everything is living after grief.
0: Thank you so in much. Many places. You're and welcome. Yeah. And if anyone wants to be a guest on their show and they have. Reach out. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, One final question, Teresa, and this is what I like to ask all my guests, is I love ice cream. Mm. I can't drive past an ice creamery without stopping in and getting a double (laughs) scoop of something. So can you tell me what your favorite flavor would be?
1: Oh, gosh. I'm pretty basic when it comes to ice cream. And it's really vanilla. But it's not just vanilla. Um, If it's just ice cream, just vanilla. But if I can add something to it, I'm adding M&M's, I'm adding Oreos, I'm adding um, chocolate chips. I'm adding to it, I'm adding caramel, I'm adding nuts, all of that, but it's vanilla. Um, I don't like chocolate ice cream, which sounds crazy because I like chocolate everything else, just not chocolate ice cream. But yeah, it would be vanilla is my go-to for sure.
0: You can dress vanilla up in all kinds of ways, though. Yes,
1: yes, yeah. yes. With <laughs> <laughs> you on that. Cool.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time today, Teresa. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for asking me to join you. This has been fun um, and very easy to do with you. You're very, very good at what you're doing here. So I, I appreciate you so much thank doing you. what you're doing. You're welcome.
0: Here are my takeaways. One, a podcast can be created from awareness of a topic and to help other people know that they're not alone. Two, a podcast can come before a business or can be as a result of a business. Three, laughter and tears are closely connected. Joy and grief can coexist. Four, social media has allowed people to express grief if they're unable to do so in real life. Five, the best way to support someone going through grief is to stay in contact, especially in the weeks and months after a funeral. Six, the question, how are you doing today, allows a grieving person to know that you understand grief comes in waves. And seven, sometimes it's hard to understand why you're doing what you're doing, but you are on the right path. I hope you got something from this please let me know you can email me at alison at co, or come join me in my facebook group called turn up your volume that's it from me this week remember if you are a podcast host you can get listed in my directory for free speak to you soon thanks for listening to the turn up your volume podcast for more info visit co. And for future episodes, be sure to subscribe.